is the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox, ESPN Central Texas. Very pleased, very pleased to be joined by a longtime friend of mine, Fran Fraschilla, the Dean of Big 12 Analyst, uh, joining us. And uh, Fran, I understand you have been, uh, it's kind of fun, you've been talking to Everyday John, uh, at least that was the plan earlier today. For uh, you, you do a variety of things. In addition to all your TV work, you do a lot of XM and and uh, podcast yep. and all that kind of thing. Friend, what was uh, what was the, uh, the? I mean, it had to be a fun conversation, I would think. What did you What did you learn in your your conversation with Everyday John? Well, I thought you were going to ask me about Mark Vital, but I'm glad well, you we'll passed that by. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get there. Cover. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, no, you know I've got I've got a I've got a world of basketball podcast, Mo's, which, uh, given my love of all things international hoops, every week we have a guest on from a different corner of the world, and uh, oftentimes related to college basketball or the NBA. Sometimes it's one of my international friends that's either coaching or playing across the water. Um, but today, uh, my, well, my producer set this up. I was going to give every day, John, the week off because, uh, he went from being like in witness protection in October to now, you know, one of the most famous players in the big 12 and rightfully so. So we did have EJ on today and, uh, because he is a native of Cameroon and his story is phenomenal Cameroon to, uh, the NBA Academy in Australia to UNLV to transferring into the heart of Texas and central Texas. And he's a delightful young man. Needless to say, he is a wonderful young guy, great attitude, great disposition. Everything you see on the court is what you see off the court. As uh, many of your listeners know, and I don't know if you remember this, but a couple weeks ago I tweeted out and I tweet on occasion. I don't know if you noticed that most, but uh, I tweeted <laughs> out that this kid might leave Waco and Baylor university Someday is one of its most beloved athletes. Uh, that's how good a kid he is, and that's how much passion he plays with. So the podcast was a success, and we'll get it out tomorrow on Sirius XM, uh, Apple, all the other you know fine podcast uh, venues, and uh, we'll get that out tomorrow sometime during the day. You know, it is a fun podcast, and you have a great mastery of the international uh, player. It's got to be interesting sometimes because I would think on audio, some players are going to have pretty thick accents. I mean, I'm thinking back to even even a guy like yeah. Luca. So that's I'm sure yeah. from the audio element, sometimes you're like, okay, how do we how do we get all yeah. of this uh, the right way? But uh, the, the, you know, everyday John and uh, uh, has just become like you say already kind of a folk hero in a way. Yeah. Fran, can you put it in perspective for us how hard yeah. it is to? Uh, you know, people, I hear the, the thing that's repeated over and over, well, he only started playing basketball five years ago. I mean, let's think back right. to uh, some of the greats of all time, like Olajuwon coming out of uh, Lagos. Uh, yeah. I, I, I can't remember. I, I would think most of these guys, even like Dirk, I know Dirk used to yeah. play tennis and all these, but most of these guys yeah. had at least been playing for a pretty long time. So this guy was incredibly raw. How does like yeah. how does the USA program or the or the world program over in Australia yeah. how do they even how does that even work where they say, okay, let's get this guy involved in a program because this guy had barely had any exposure to hoops. Well this is a good question you ask. You you've done this before. Um, it's an <laughs> excellent question. And doing my research, 
Aruga and Baamute, I love saying that, uh, former UCLA star, been in the NBA forever. Rook has been running a camp back in Cameroon um, uh, for many years now, since he started playing in the league. And it's just his way to get back in the summertime to many of the young people in that country. And uh, football is still soccer, excuse me. You know, we're, uh, we call it. We call it soccer because we know football here is different. But uh, soccer in Cameroon is the big sport. But basketball is quickly uh, becoming more popular uh, because of Luke and Balmute, Joel Embiid, uh, Pascal Siaka. They're all from Cameroon. So uh, EJ, uh, like Pascal Siakam and Joel Embiid, attended Luke's camp as a 15-year-old. And he showed some promise. Uh, and he'd already been watching some video of uh, LeBron James and, you know, was arguing with his older brother back in Douala about my, LeBron and Michael Jordan, kind of like we do in Dallas and Philly and Detroit. And he developed this love, uh, starting to develop this love of the game. So anyway, he went to the camp. They invited him then to the Basketball Without Borders camp that the NBA runs around the world. Um, oftentimes they'll have a basketball without borders camp in Africa. He was invited to one. He told me in Angola, they're the NBA, uh, people who run these camps, uh, invited him to go to the NBA global Academy. This is like a new initiative, three years old, three or four years old in Australia, where they would basically go to high school and play basketball. And from, from that NBA global Academy, um, was then signed by UNLV. The coach at UNLV had been an assistant at New Mexico State where he coached Pascal Siakam. So the coach had a connection. Uh, every day John played that freshman year, the coach got fired, and he decided to transfer. And now, as Paul Harvey used to say, now you know the rest of the story. I like that. And I like how easily you discuss these uh, these these you know, communities or villages in Cameroon, yeah. like, like everybody yeah. should know it. You're just, well, like... <laughs> let me interrupt. Let, let, let me know. It's a great, it's no, it's a great point. Let me just tell, you know, your listeners, because we have a, even I have to, I who have been in probably 25 countries, maybe have to put things in perspective, even myself. If you look on a map of the continent of Africa, it is, it's, it's massive. It's a massive landmass. We take it for granted. Um, in on that continent until recently, despite the fact that, you know, just genetics, uh, allows for a lot of tall, long, you know, athletic people, um, there was no basketball infrastructure throughout the continent. Uh, Senegal, for example, had one indoor basketball court until recent years. Um, so we're talking about an initiative. The NBA has really done a good job of trying to, you know, cultivate many of these fine young athletes who love basketball to, you know, have them come over to high school and college, go to college, maybe some of them play in the NBA, but more altruistically to give these young people in these places around Africa that just don't have the opportunities that many kids in the States or, you know, Western Europe have. So it's really wonderful, and obviously Don has been the beneficiary of some good fortune, being in the right place at the right time, having a great disposition, and of course being six foot eight and a great athlete, and we see that on the court right now. Talking to Fran Fraschilla from ESPN, and uh, he was on the Westwood One call the other night with uh, Craig Way for that Baylor-Kansas game. Uh, Fran, how quickly after that game did someone send you 
audio of Mark Vidal. I, I, I had to <laughs> laugh because knowing you, I, I kind of knew yeah. that there was a little professional wrestling uh, aspect to this, yeah. but I, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it was no, funny I, because, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to divulge too much too soon because I okay. think the story still needs to be told. Like I was thrilled the other night. I, you know, I talk to the coaching staff on occasion, and I gain, I get my own kind of feel for teams and players. And it dawned on me Saturday that yes, Mark Vidal did make two key free throws in that game, um, and that, yes, he had a rebound or two. But that it's not the same guy I've watched for three years. And so, I thought it was a good point in time to make my feelings known. Uh, I'm going to be very close to many players in this league for many years. In fact, I'll say it most, and there's probably somebody spying on me in Bristol right now. People in Bristol who I work for have no idea, and this is not a negative. They just don't know. Um, they have no idea of my connection to the Big 12. They don't either that or they don't care, and that's fine because they pay me well. But my connection to this league involves not only the relationship with coaches, but many times players, you know, guys that I still stay in touch with, guys that are in the NBA right now that I still text on occasion, vice versa. So I decided it was a good time to tweet out that I just didn't think it was the same mark that I remember playing with the energy and passion and that he might need to be in a little bit of better shape. Well, of course, he answered right away, fake news. And I will say that we had a DM discussion. Um, and I just said, well, you know, be careful Monday night because David McCormick might just eat your lunch. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, the rest is history, but there's a story to be told. I want to see Mark do this from now until the end of the season. If he does to go along with, you know, with, uh, uh, EJ and Matt Meyer, you know, and Flo, and of course these these great compliment of guards. And I just think it makes Baylor even more dangerous. So, yes, there's a little professional wrestling aspect of this going on, and there's a cute backstory that I hope to tell someday. But mm-hmm. I have no problem playing the foil here, and um, <clears throat> you know I'm, I'm a big fan of Mark Vidal, and I always have it. By the way, here's something crazy for you to know: he committed to Baylor in September of 2013. <laughs> Like eight years ago, basically. Yeah, like as a side, I think it was a sophomore in high school. So, <laughs> so you know, he's been on the tip of the tongue of Baylor fans since 2013, which is cool. Yeah, and I don't know, you know, I don't know if we knew at first what we were getting, you know, as a Baylor alum. Yeah, you kind of thought so many players, great players from Louisiana, some of them like Tweedy, highly skilled leader type person. And Baylor has a way of capturing a player like Vital, you know, like what Everyday John is sort of becoming that 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 do it with different things, with energy. And they used to uh, you remember even Bob Knight used to one of his favorite players. He didn't particularly care for our head coach, but he loved Quincy Acey. And, and he, yeah. I remember him used to, you know, after games or during games, he'd be like, you, you could just tell he coveted that type of player. Now, Quincy Acey yeah. somehow turned himself into a guy that could shoot threes. I never thought that would happen and hung around yeah. the NBA for several years. But uh, uh, it is interesting how I, yeah. I don't know that every program cultivates and, and, and gets players like this that aren't exactly scorers, but people yeah. who don't mind doing the dirty work. 
Well, listen, uh, this is an evolution, you know, because we remember when, uh, and I've said this many, many times, I was dumbfounded that Scott took the job to start with. Um, I knew his family, uh, and when he took the job, I was like, wow, you know, um, he had, you know, he's going to be a good young coach at Valpo, and why would he end his career at Baylor so quickly, you know? Um, but obviously, I was wrong, happy to be. Um, and then they had the evolution of recruiting, you know, top players, McDonald's All-American types, and frankly, you know, no disrespect to Perry Jones and Quincy Miller, that that, that experiment didn't work. And they have a comfort level right now with the kind of kids that fit into their culture. Uh, it's a culture of work. Um, it's a culture of, uh, of, of, of egoless kids, uh, quality people. Um, they develop bigs as well as they develop guards. Um, they take transfers who want to fit in. I'll ask you a question, Mose. Name the last prominent key Baylor player to transfer. Under Scott Drew. You mean to transfer out? To transfer out. A key the, guy. Uh, the last key guy that, that left Baylor, yeah, it just doesn't – it doesn't happen. I mean, I, I it literally – It doesn't happen. Yeah. I, I, could, I could tell you maybe Al Freeman, although I don't think he would have played yes. much the next year. Did he go to North Carolina State? Yeah, he, he, he was a scorer, yeah. but maybe yeah. he didn't even totally fit the culture, although I liked no. him. I mean, he, he was a willing – he liked the ball in his hands, obviously. Yeah, but, yeah uh, he did. He, he did. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, in, a, in, an, in, an, in an era of college basketball of instant you know, gratification, you got a kid like Dane Dania, top 60 player in America last year out of Minnesota who's redshirting this year because he knows this is the best for his development. So, you know, going beyond EJ and Mark Vidal and, you know, just talking about this culture, it's all about, you know, you know, developing players. And the, the coaching staff's been together a while. They have great com- camaraderie with the kids. Scott's the most optimistic coach I've ever met in my life. It's not even, there's not even a close second. And so, you know, it's fun to watch. I mean, they are really good. They are really, really good basketball team. And, to, 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 to tell you how good they are, it's hard to imagine that anybody could ever think that they would be favored over Kansas by eight, eight and a half the other night. Yeah, and you saw that guy launch the ball at the buzzer. That's why you shouldn't <laughs> bet on basketball. I don't gamble. No, I, I work too hard for my money, and I don't, I'm not going to throw it away at the roulette table or on 19-year-old kids. <laughs> well, listen, that. we – we appreciate it. I love that you you lit that fire under Vital. You know, I told you that immediately. I'm like, man, yeah. this is – I think it's great news. By the way, the one guy that transferred out that I bugged Scott about the most in the history, yeah. and Scott's heard from me uh, probably too much over the years, but uh, obviously we've got a great friendship. But uh, you remember that kid, Deuce Bellow? I bugged Scott yeah. about playing him more than anybody in the world, and Deuce didn't really fit for whatever no. reason. He was unbelievably no. athletic, and he was long, and he could jump over everybody. And, I mean, I, I you could bring that up with Scott. Like, how many times no, did Mosley bug you about let me tell playing you, Bella? I, yeah, but I was, with Bruce, I was with Deuce at a high school camp, I don't know, Nike camp, when he was coming out. And that was back in the era where Baylor was still trying to gain talent, like just have some talent or athleticism or talent on the roster. And when you look back on it, he really had no talent. He didn't. I, no offense. I hope he's yeah. doing really well. I think he transferred to Missouri. 
where yeah. he had the same issues there. Um, and I hope he's got a great job, great family, and he's doing well. But he had yeah. zero basketball talent. Zero. None. Nada. <laughs> Did I make myself just... clear? <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. I, so. I don't mean that in a bad way. I think so. No, no, I get it. I love, I <laughs> yeah. love how you present things. Hey, uh, Fred, always fun, and uh, cannot wait yes. to listen to this podcast. When can we download that? Uh, is, we can, will that we be can, up like We can tomorrow? download it tomorrow on Apple. Sirius XM has a great app where you can go back. I've done 33 or 34 podcasts now uh, since the spring, and I would say uh, humbly that they're all pretty good. And, yeah. you know, we got a lot of cool people on there, NBA guys, college kids. Uh, we just had Sandro Mamukelishvili from Seton Hall. Mm. He's having a great year. I just like kind of telling the story about these young players and coaches from around the world that have a connection to uh, to us here in the U.S. So uh, EJ's, EJ's podcast will, will come out tomorrow. By the way, one little thing, uh, absolutely, his English is getting better and better, um, but you have to listen closely because he's got some great stuff on there. But to your point, you know, it's not like this is like his fourth language. You know what I mean? Like French and his native Cameroonian and now English. So he yeah. did an amazing job. He's a great kid, and we're going to turn that volume up as much as we can so that you can, uh, you know, understand him clearly. But he's a bright kid, a great kid, and he's going to be a cult figure, as you mentioned, for many years to come in Waco.